0: Hey everybody! Welcome to the virtual coffee break. I am Franklin Taggart, and it's it's a Tuesday. Here's my coffee. I'm on the very last couple of sips of it. It's been a long day. Tuesdays, generally, you know, I've talked about it before. Tuesdays, I'm lucky I get anything done on Tuesday after I'm after I'm through uh, talking with clients. Um, my my small business development center clients uh, fill my schedule up every Tuesday for five sessions in a row. By the time it's all said and done, I'm a little bit a uh, little bit foggy and and blurry eyed, and I can barely talk. And yes, I'm having some coffee now. Anyhow, it's good to be with you at this time. My son Bodhi is playing drums, and that's a good thing for him right now because he's he is a high school sophomore and finals are coming up over the next week and a half. And he's starting to freak out a little bit about that. So he really needs to have some uh, some good physical time and drums are that. So if you hear the drum beats through the microphone, bear with us all. <laughs> Um, you know, I I feel lucky that my son um, is a better student than I ever was, and um, is yes, he gets stressed out about it. But when it when it's all said and done, he generally takes tests a lot better than his dad did. I was always intimidated by tests. Have you, you know, did how were you with tests when you were growing up? I remember that when when it came down to to tests. There were some that I did really well on and others that I just failed miserably. And I graduated from high school with a 1.9 grade point average and I think I needed a 1.8 to graduate. I was was not a good student. I was not a highly motivated student. I think about the only classes that I got grades above a C in were banned and jazz band, and everything else was sea or below. And a lot of it was that I just was not motivated at all um, to study. The classes that I did OK in were the classes that were really heavy in discussion. Like, if we had discussions in the class and the test was on the discussion, I was golden. If there was any reading that had to be done, I was kind of a slow reader, even though I loved to read. It wasn't something that I did quickly, and so you know when it when it came to classes like psychology, when I would have to read like a hundred pages in a section and then take a test on it, no way i I would not do well on that at all and i What I found was that in order to comprehend reading, and this is still true today, in order to comprehend reading i I had to I had to read over it, more than once. Usually, sometimes as many as three or four times, before I would actually internalize what I was reading. And then, there were the tests that required, required fast logic, and I didn't do well on those tests either. Um, the things like you know, like any kind of a math or geometry or algebra, or any of those, where you had to figure things out, and you had to figure things out quickly, and you had to show your work. I did not do well on those. And for years, I thought I was not good at math, until I went to college and I had a professor named Paul Saltzman. May he rest in peace. And Paul Saltzman was the first professor I ever had that actually showed me that I could do math, but that I had my own way of doing it. And i learned a lot from that experience that's that i still carry with me today and that is the same thing that i have told you before that i feel about business and coaching and creative work we all have our own way of doing the thing that needs to be done and no one way is the right way to the others being wrong and paul saltzman taught me that in math that there were there were an infinite number of ways to arrive at an answer. Right? And as long as he as long as he could see the way that I figured out the problem, then he was okay with it. And so what I had to learn how to do is I had to learn how to show what I had done even though it wasn't the same as what was in the math book. I still got to the same conclusion and I still came up with the correct answer But my method of solving the problem was different from the book, and it was different from everybody else in the class. And Paul was the first professor that I ever had that said, it's okay to do it the way that you do it. You just have to show me how you've done it, right? So test taking has always been something that has kind of intimidated me. And uh, when I got to college, I found very much the same thing was true that in those classes where discussion was really central to the learning process, I did really well in. Um, I had a sociology class, and it was actually with my former father-in-law. And it was one one of the only A's that I got in college outside of music classes. And the reason that that class was so much fun for me was that we would have lively discussions Every time, every every session of class, we would have an, an in-depth, wonderful discussion of social problems, of different aspects of sociology, and understanding the complexity of, of things that happen in society, and all of the things that feed into them. But when it came time for the test to be taken in those classes, because the discussion had been so central to the learning, I did great. And I I showed the same pattern in college that I did in high school, although I worked harder in college than in high school. And I got, I think I ended up with like a 2.3 grade point average or something like that. In any case, I graduated both of them, which was more than my guidance counselor in high school expected me to do. So the thing that I think is interesting about the way that we learn and the way that we the way that we come to solutions for problems, is that we all have a different a different way of processing the world. And when we take that way of processing into account, I know there have been a lot of people that talked about visual, auditory, and kinesthetic. And while there may be something to that, one of the things that's been found in neuroscience studies is that those learning styles don't have as much weight as we once thought they did but i still feel like that um there are ways that we learn how to learn and they're they're kind of unique to our situations like um, i did learn how to read at a young age i remember being able to go into first grade and being proud to tell the teacher that i could already read But my comprehension scores were low. And one of the things that was going on there was that I had to read it more than once in order to comprehend it. And in the timed reading test, I only had time to read it once and I didn't comprehend it. (laughs) So it's like the way that I learned how to read evidently uh, was a way that was a little bit slower than what was expected academically. But the fact is, though, is that I could still read. (laughs) And I could still learn. It was just a different process for me than the books taught to. And that also leads me to, to, to wonder about things like standardized testing. Are they able to take into account those kinds of factors? And if they aren't, are they legitimate? I don't know the answer to that question. I'm certainly not qualified to, to give an answer to that question, but it makes me wonder. Um, because as I, I, I went on to do some teaching in public schools, and one of the things that I noticed is that the kids that were in fourth grade, almost all of them, if not all of them, were able to repeat back to me things that I had said. And sometime between the end of that year and the beginning of their seventh grade year, their ability to, to be present and to pay attention had shifted pretty dramatically and either they weren't listening or they weren't hearing or, or they were distracted or something else was going on, but something happened and they weren't able to repeat back to me what, what I had said just moments before. So there there are the developmental things that I think we need to consider when we're talking about the things that we need to learn in order to thrive in our, in our careers in our businesses and our lives. I don't have answers to these questions. Again, I probably have more questions than answers at this point, but I really want you to think about for yourself, What were the situations that you really shined in when you were growing up and you look back on your school? What were the, what were the classes that you excelled in with very little effort? What were the ones that you had to work a little bit in and what were the ones that you really had to struggle with? Now, I know that there are some of you that probably didn't have many academic struggles at all. I have a sister who has a PhD in number theory, And I honestly don't know if she ever struggled with her academics at all. She certainly took hard classes. But I don't know that it was ever the same kind of challenge for her that it was for me. And certainly her 4.0 grade point average in high school was a testament to that. But each one of us in my family had our own way of doing things. And we had our own aptitudes. And we had our own... You know, we had our own methods of figuring things out, and each one of us has gone on to being able to be somewhat successful in the area that we chose. It took me a little bit longer than my sisters. I think they all got there. I think they all got there before I did. In any case, these are the thoughts that I'm having tonight. I really, I feel for my boy, and I hope that uh, I hope that he understands that. Yeah, you've got a lot to think about with your future right now. But honestly, the future is gonna take care of itself and all you need to do is focus on doing the very best you can right now, for right now's sake, and let the future just be be what it is. So those are my thoughts tonight on the coffee break. I hope, you know, I hope this has been of some value to someone. Um, and again, I appreciate your time, your attention those two valuable assets that you share with me every time that you watch one of these videos. Have a great whatever it is where you are, and I'll see you again tomorrow.